Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the Midwest classic, uh, 1996 Fargo. 1996 Fargo. Don't you know? You you betcha, yeah. Yeah, you betcha. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me bring up the soundboard because I pulled one specific for that. Here we go. Oh, you betcha, yeah. There it is. There it is. Uh, this I is might, so classic. This, that button might carry on to the next several episodes, by the way. Just wait. I mean, I'm going to yeah. use that as a confirmation when someone gets the answer correct during one of our games. <laughs> It'll just be like, oh, you betcha, yeah. Yep, that's it. You win. You <laughs> that's it. awesome. So, uh, yeah, so Mandy, we are here to talk about movies. Uh, I, lately, I've been explaining who we are and why people should listen to us, but it's just because we're stand-up comedians. That's all. We, we make fun of stuff, and we have fun times, and we have uh, opinions about movies, and here we are to discuss those with uh, the people out in the world. Uh, we want you to watch the movie, though. We want you to have seen this film, because otherwise, some of this shit we're talking about is not going to make a ton of sense. So take it upon yourselves to go find uh, someone with an Amazon Prime account uh, and borrow it from them so you can watch the movie Fargo, and then you can come back and join us for the conversation. We'll give you a few seconds to go do that. Hey, are we we're back. What? What's no, this? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> she was looks I, so scolded. You're fine. I got. Am I not? Am I? I was going to say, are we specifically not advocating for piracy? I mean, oh, you do what you do. Oh, but, whatever. Okay. Yeah. If you guys I, don't want to get an Amazon Prime account, just the, I'll email you the link that <laughs> I use. <laughs> You, the world will find a way for sure. Whether, yeah. whether they've got the passwords or not. All so, right, gold bloom. Uh, go, <laughs> go find the movie, watch it, come back and join us. We already did that. Okay, you've seen the film. Now we can talk about it. And of course, Mandy, you and I, we don't like to talk about these movies by ourselves. We like to have a guest. And we're very excited to have a returning guest, one of our favorites. Uh, please welcome comedian Nicole Melnick, everybody. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah, you betcha. They go, oh, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Oh, I love it. Oh, geez. So, Nicole, welcome back. How have you been? So good. Good. Better than everyone else. No, um, <laughs> no dude, I'm doing great. I'm kicking it. Barely, you know, getting, getting on. But aren't we all? That is yeah. the truth. That is. The I truth. mean, you're speaking to the choir because both of us have our whole houses are full of Corona right now. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't imagine going through this with children. And mostly I feel that way about everything, but also any kind of, I'm like, imagine. Oh, yeah. I have one and I can't go stand going through most things with children. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. Especially because mine is so young and still wants to like bounce around and stuff, but she can't do that. You know, you have to try to like, yeah, she's still like, like okay. licking, licking doorknobs and stuff. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little kids I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, settle down. You're going to make yourself cough or whatever. So, <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's just a thing. So, and but, I am luckily, luckily I am fairly healthy. I did take a two hour nap before this, mm. which made me, made me a little worried because I'm not really a napper. Yeah. So when the fact that I couldn't hold my eyes open, I was like, fuck, please don't <laughs> let me be positive. But Lexi built herself a blanket fort in the, in the Aww. living room and she's been but... doing her homework remotely underneath her uh, fort. So 
She's doing did it. her school or did her class, because Kate's class, my daughter's class, um, went virtual this week because they, they had so many positive cases. They did not, in spite of having, I think, eight confirmed cases floating around the classroom. Well, I shouldn't say confirmed cases. There were eight people absent for one reason or another. So I'm guessing yeah. a lot of them were related, but who knows? But we'll see how it goes. I mean, they, like if they want the days to count, they better start doing some virtual school. That's yeah, all I got to say. Why, that's why my daughter is continuing. Like she's going to be counted as there because she's doing her yeah. uh, vir, uh, virtual work. But anyway, anyhow, we're talking about. Yeah. Let's talk about some terrible situations that people. Could <laughs> right. You know what, though? There was a kid. There was a kid in Fargo. So we're kind of on topic. Sure. Yep. Nice transition. Scotty. Scott, Scotty. Uh, yeah. Scotty. We'll he say. said he said the F word. And I was like, oh, I, th- I thought. Language. Language. Yeah. yeah. That's no Midwest child. But he was talking about hockey. So it was like, yeah, you tried taking like, hockey away from someone. You're going to get some pushback i got a feeling but we're gonna get some boots boots to the head you are (laughs) (laughs) so i have well i was just gonna say my my mom's parents are both from minnesota (gasps) oh that's fun yeah and so like i know that we're kind of off subject a little but only because you know they're the paul bunyan thing yeah yeah that is actually not a um that's not there like that that's all fake the whole Paul bunyan thing is actually close to where like brainerd is not where it's at it's it's outside of the town that my grandparents grew up in so they lied to us yeah so there's actually like a huge i mean it's huge it's like 50 feet high of paul bunyan and and babe the blue ox and i've been there i've seen it am i crazy this is on topic am i crazy for thinking paul bunyan was like our thing I was like, what's he doing here? Oh, like because I well, thought it was like a Michigan thing. Is that yeah? I, I mean, know. technically, I think it's like an American thing because he created the Grand Canyon by dragging his axe and like all this oh, other stuff. It's an American so, thing. Okay, yeah. that's my bad. I took like, ownership of that real quick. I was like, get him out of there. <laughs> like Johnny Appleseed shit, you know? Yeah, like where's he, but where's he live? Where's he from? But I guess, I yeah. But like my grandma says, fo- well, she did. She actually just passed away a couple months ago, but she would say, oh, Fowen. Oh, you got a cell phone. Nice. Give me a call oh, on the phone. So they're, they're very much a Fargo type situation. And yeah. yeah. And they hated Native Americans. So <laughs> for right on. We do That's have, actually. But we, we do have our first Twitch viewer. It is. It's it's friend of the show Brian who said hi podcast I've never seen this movie no spoilers right yeah so no spoilers. oh yeah I, yeah right Brian you're we're gonna wrong, spoil the whole thing wrong place man yeah everyone dies at the end I wanna um it's funny that you said hating the Native Americans because I Wikipedia'd um the plot before I watched the movie because I don't like surprises <laughs> sure. um and oh, well, it we said preface that okay before we get to that Nicole sorry, we always ask it, no problem we always ask everybody the reason why we need to know this. Uh, how long had it been since you watched this movie before we forced you to watch it for the podcast? I'd never seen it before. And that's okay. Now we, now there we're you go. Longer, now that's we're why you had to, yeah. to Google it. Right. And <laughs> You're then, like, Mandy, for you, just quickly, how long had it been for you? Uh, maybe five years. Okay. And for but me, I watched this a lot as a kid. Like, that's what my roommate was like. It's a classic. And I'm like, it doesn't mean that I have to like it. That is I true. Thought, <laughs> liked it fine. I liked it fine. Okay. All right. What uh, about you, Matt? Yeah, it's been probably 10 or more for me uh but yeah so okay now that we all know when we saw it last now go ahead nicole you said you had to you went after oh yeah the, so i i, I wikipedia it and yep. now that we have our first viewer i'll hit you with this little zinger nice. um i when i wikipedia it it called it a black comedy 
And mm-hmm. that's weird because there were no black people that's, in the whole that's, movie. That's <laughs> not a single. I one. mean, it is Minnesota, so I they're thought, like way back. <laughs> I was like, black comedy. This will be cool. This is current. And then I was like, oh, they mean the style of humor. Dark. Yeah. They meant dark comedy, yeah. which you, yeah, you definitely don't want to call black people that because it's very rude. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, they um. No, they called it, they, but that was the thing too, is when I watched it with like a more critical eye, I was like, this is not funny. Like it kind of is, but like as a kid, I laughed my ass off. I thought yeah. the whole thing was funny. And I think because she's pregnant and she's bringing like that whole thing made me like realize what she's actually going through thinking about that. So that's, and I video. remember watching this movie as a child thinking that that wood chippers, in fact, I want to say my parents like stopped me from looking at it. They were like, this is not appropriate for you to watch this a lot of killing but now like thinking back on it now i'd be like that is the one of the tamest like gory scenes i mean it's very gory right but it's very tame for being a gory scene you know when the guy when the state trooper gets shot in the head and it pours oh my god yeah it's it's like a it's like a hose of like gore it pumps filth onto his lap like all right that's enough of that we but that's the funny part. Yes, it was funny <laughs> for sure. And I mean, as a kid, I thought it was hilarious. As an adult, I'm like, this is really bad. When she hides in the curtain yeah. of the shower and then she's screaming and then she falls down the stairs, I, I didn't, I couldn't laugh because my brain was like, oh, this poor woman is getting kidnapped and yeah. her husband is a ship. Like I didn't, I don't, I. If you had told me it was an action movie, I would be more apt to be like, that's a thing. But then they go. They said black comedy, action, thriller. And I was like, fair. It had a lot of action. Yeah. But in between the actions. Yeah. In, it it was a, a hell of a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. But it's, well, it's intense. So I struggled to realize, like, as I'm watching this, it's been over a decade since I've seen it. I was like, who? who is the star of this movie for me? Yeah. Cause like I'm watching this going, okay, cool. so clearly this is William H Macy's movie. Like this is the story yeah. about his character. And then they start bringing in Steve Buscemi and that other guy who I don't know what his name is. And they're like, okay, so now we're centered on them. This is a movie about them. And I like this. I'm enjoying this part of the movie. And then all of a sudden here comes Francis McDermott. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. This is her movie. Like we care about her now. The rest of these people are just kind of trash monsters and she's just trying to figure things out. Yeah in the Midwest mom way that she can uh, and try to, yeah, like flow through this fucking storyline. I was going to ask you guys, based on uh, true story movies, are you a fan of those or would you rather have your movies be like, you know, made up? Like I'd rather have my stories be a story. Wait, is this really real? I thought they were. It's not. No, it's not. I was like, get out of here. The Coen brothers. Oh, oh I'm frozen, but can you guys still hear me? I, we can I hear can you, but yes, you are very frozen. Still hear you. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it <laughs> most definitely is not. And they, they waited three weeks into the shooting before they told any of the cast members. Like, by the yeah. way, oh, I hate is, they, they wrote it themselves. It is not based on a true story. There, I, yeah. I've been as soon as, oh, I'm sorry. As soon as it said based on a true story, I was like, no, it's not. They, <laughs> they just said that. They just say that. That's they always fair. <laughs> And this was like, it was from the 90s. So it's like before when you would say that, people would be like, oh, it's a true story. But now you're like, don't lie to me. I mean, right. lie to me because I'm in on it. Like, Well, but- no, that's, that's very true. Um, Blair Witch Project also came out yeah, that year and claiming it was based on a true story. And there's another movie that I think that came out. that They yeah. do that. I, this is based on a true story. You can just say it. It doesn't have to be true. Yeah, we covered um, The Strangers oh. that was based on a true mm. story. 
And it, really was based, it was based on a dream that the director had. That yeah, was, a lot that of that. Story. Like, that's well, a- and this this technically could be based on a lot of different things, like people that chopped up bodies with wood chippers, yeah. you know, that kind of things. People, well, yeah. So. Before, I, before you told me it wasn't based on a true story, I'm looking at this story going like, how could they possibly know any of this stuff that happened? But then I'm like, well, the one guy does survive. So at least they'd be yeah. Because I'm like, how do they know the woman like wrapped up in the shower curtain and fell down the stairs and everything? Because all of those people are dead except for the guy. So at least there was that <laughs> person left behind to uh, to kind of tell the tale. That's how I felt about a perfect storm because this is based on a true story, and then it's everyone like the dies Titanic. at the end. I'm yeah. like, you fuckers. Yeah, the Titanic that's, love story. How did we that get that? Feels there? like cheating though. With you, when they just make it up like that, if everyone yes. dies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm talking about. We've skipped over uh, a bit here. Uh, I mean, kind of, but not really. We're just getting to it. (laughs) Yeah, we're taking our sweet time. That's right. We're taking Uh, the we're taking the Minnesota route. I'm just happy to talk to two people that are healthy. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, uh, I was very I was running very behind, and I have to confess I did not participate in our next activity. That's fine. Uh, But we'll have to see if anyone did. Here we go. This has got a theme song. It's going to go like this. Chop this. Chop this. Synopsis. All right. This is an activity we do with all of our guests at the upfront start of the show. Let us know kind of where you're at based on uh, your your synopsis of the film. This is where we take the whole movie, Fargo, and we condense it down to 10 words or less. So if any of you would like to volunteer to go first, I, of course, did not do it again this week uh, because I had a, a bunch of stuff. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I'll go first. All right. Um, mine is Midwest cop realizes uh, Midwest cop realizes it's a fucked up world to raise a child. Nice. Yeah. I actually think that this whole movie is her not understanding the, the horribleness of the situation and being like, and that's why the, they end the movie when they're like two more months, Yeah. you know, until we bring a kid into this fucking jacked up place, which Minnesota is fucking jacked up anyways, but right. then you add murder to it and you're like, Oh, so yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll take it. Oh, I took that. I, okay. Maybe I was supposed to take it your way. I took it as the opposite. I thought she was like the dopest. Ca- I was like, Oh, she, when she's like in the car, she's like, Oh geez, shot in the face or with her hand. And I was like, this woman has seen some shit. Okay. So I thought she, I thought, I thought whatever baby she makes probably is going to like be the Terminator baby or whatever. Like that baby is going to be fine. That baby <laughs> yes, be there fine. is that too. There is that too. But I think that, was the like coolest. The, through the movie though, I think that especially when she has to actually shoot that guy and she's talking to him, you know, and I feel like she's like, like thinking about it, like, oh, this is this is real. Like, I'm bringing a kid into this. Like, I don't know. That's just a theory. Uh, so one of the. So how about you? No. Oh, sorry. I was one of my favorite parts of this movie, though, was you were just talking about the defensive wound part. Uh, and I, yeah. I pull that clip specifically because it is one of my favorite parts. And in fact, it's one of the lines from the movie that my family would quote. Uh, it's so good. During other things. Anytime someone gets injured or whatever and be like, oh, that was a defensive wound. Then, eh? And then but anyhow, here we go. There, I guess that's a defensive wound. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, all right. So, there we go, Nicole. What's your 10 word or less synopsis of Fargo? okay? I got this. I, I, you go, it's uh, uh, Frank, pre shameless, <laughs> straight people are okay sometimes. 
Nice. That is awesome. And yes, that is. And all I could think during this whole movie is how put together Frank looked because Frank is always so disheveled and gross. That's and shameless. what made him move to Chicago and have the kid. There's, I have no Rock doubt cannon. in my mind. Yeah. Nice. That's canon to me. Yeah. <laughs> and that I Marge is my favorite character. I would die as yeah. soon as they started killing off randoms. I was like, if she fucking dies and they go, oh, we made a movie with a main character. I will never be on your podcast ever again. <laughs> but they did it. They did it. Well, good They're holding us. each other and they go, yeah, life's tough. And we the world keeps spinning. And my husband wakes up when I'm pregnant to make me eggs, even though she goes, oh, it's early. Go back to sleep. Yep. That. That was be- I, they, they might be a straight couple, but there's something gay about those two. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But I well, and also that. too, like because she's pregnant, they literally show them together only in bed or eating. Like yeah, that's basically what a pregnant woman's life is. You got, you got Arby's all over my face. You got Arby's. On. <laughs> right here's a, a clip of Norm and Margie. I'll fix you some eggs. That's okay, hon. I gotta run. You gotta eat a breakfast, Marge. I'll fix you some eggs. <laughs> well, honey, you can sleep. You gotta eat a breakfast. <laughs> what? I'll fix you some I eggs. do. <laughs> I feel like from a partner perspective, like making your pregnant partner food is basically the only thing that you can do. Like you feel right. pretty helpless. <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't even look stressed about it. He's been doing this now for seven months. Yeah. Waking up when her phone rings, making her eggs. She's so used to it by now. She is like, you know, being like, oh, no, you don't have to go back. To-. And then even when he hawks up that loogie, I swear to God, she looks over her shoulder lovingly at him. Like there's something so beautiful about their relationship that I was like, I'm glad she's the chief. Whatever this town is, they don't know what they have and they're fucking lucky to have it. Yeah. My husband's been hawking loogies for days now, and it, I do not look at him like that anymore. That's Actually, he left his spit cup next to the, and I realized that's what it was next to his, and I'm like trying to take care of everybody. And so I just put it in the, I put it in the sink and then somehow water got into it and it all floated up there. And I literally, like, I can handle, like, I can handle vomit. I can handle poop. I can handle pee. I can't handle like mucus and spit up, like spit, sputum. And I was like, Yikes. I got I got after him. I was like, you wash your own fucking spit cup. Like that seems like fair. Next time you tell me, because that I was so just like we, So now we transition into a movie where someone gets uh thrown into a wood chipper. So it's on par. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's it, yeah. Let's meet uh we're gonna meet Jerry and Carl and um, Do you want me to go down the list really yeah, quick so everybody yeah. knows? Okay. Yeah, that way okay, so fun. yeah. William H. Macy plays Jerry uh Lundergaard. Steve Buscemi, this is a weird, like, this is in a weird order. Steve Buscemi plays Carl Showalter. Peter Stormare, or, yeah, plays the, uh, Guerre, I don't know if they even think they say his name, Grimsrud. He's the guy that doesn't talk, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Steve Buscemi and Peter Stormare are in um, Armageddon together. So anybody that's listening that hasn't seen this movie, Peter Stormare is the Russian cosmonaut, you know? Ah, uh, yes. Um, uh, Kristen Rudrude played Jean Lundergaard. Har- uh, Harvey Presnell played Wade Gustafson. Um, mm-hmm. Francis McDermott played Margie Gunderson. John Carroll Lynch played Norm Gunderson. And then uh, uh, honorable mention would be Tony Denman played Scotty. And um, Scotty. Harvey, Harvey Presnell played Wade Gustafson. Yeah, yeah. 
That's and then exact. oh, and Stan Grossman is played by Larry Brandenburg, um, and he was the mayor in Ghostbusters. So there's that guy. Oh, nice. nice. A connection to some other movies we've dealt with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised very much to see uh, John Carroll Lynch in this. I forgot he was Margie's uh, husband in this. Mm, uh-huh. I really love his character in this. I guess we should. Uh, what were we doing just before we got to this? Oh, I was going to play a little clip and then I was going to ask you guys who your favorite person was. So uh, hold on. This is meeting those people. I'm uh, Jerry Lundegaard. Jerry Lundegaard? Yeah. Shep Proudfoot said. Shep said you'd be here at 730. What gives, man? <laughs> well, that was a miscommunication. <laughs> We've been sitting here an hour. He's peed three times already. Oh, I'm sure sorry. Chef told me 8.30. It was a mix-up, I guess. There you go. There's so many beer bottles on that table for only being an hour. <laughs> that is definitely a Midwestern thing. Like, if you can do a bottle of beer every 15 minutes, that's pretty much, like, the way it goes. I like how the, the friend there uh, never speaks, but then he always always has a cigarette, and it's always, like, mm. half-burned half with the ash just sort of dangling ready to fall off and the cigarettes almost always just f- like falling out of his mouth like he can't even be bothered to hold <laughs> a cigarette in his mouth i love it oh but the the idea okay my parents all all of them smoked and my dad's been married like five times but so like my mom and like they and when he's like can you crack a fucking window yep. so for us it was like you can crack a window but in the especially in minnesota it's fucking cold so we'd be freezing in the back seat and then my mom or whoever would flick their ash and it always end up in your eye. Yeah. Like every fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I could think of watching those scenes. Um, just so, just so you know, to uh, Peter Stormare, he had 18 lines in this movie. That's it. Everything oh, else nice. was done with his like his like facial expressions are just sitting there of oh, lack of expressions. <laughs> or basically. An axe. Yeah. He did yeah, most, and then yeah, most of his talking with a crowbar and an axe, but yeah. Steve Buscemi had 150 lines, which he okay. So we, we can get to your, um, who was your favorite character? Yeah, yeah, outstanding sure. performance. Why don't we do that? Yeah, we always ask everybody who had a like a if we had a standout performance, someone that was just extra good or like surprisingly good that you weren't expecting to be good. So anybody got any volunteers for this? Nicole, yeah, you said you liked Margie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna go. I was going for yeah, Margie. I didn't. I was like not in on this movie until she came out, and then I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then I was like, fine, I'll find out what happens. I was like, I don't think this movie passes the Bechdel test, but I'll finish it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then slowly but surely, I was like, oh, now. And once it was like a piece of a puzzle that I thought was. And then once you got to the end of it, I was like, okay, that's a good movie like that's why this is why the afi thought it was like 100 best or whatever um but yeah that was the missing piece for me i think she really sold the deal that whole character uh, i I really enjoy like the the world building in this movie too like when we meet the side characters they they bring mm -hmm. something to like the story they they let us know kind of the environment we're in and they they sort of enrich that whole midwest bullshit like Oh, clearly it's it's very put on like it's very thick the uh the amount of midwest they're throwing into this you know um but i really did i enjoyed like when they spoke with the bartender uh and he's yeah. out shoveling his driveway i really thought that guy added a lot to just 
I don't know. It, this the side. <laughs> Did you love how everyone describes Steve Buscemi as weird looking? Yeah, yeah they call him, they call him funny looking several yeah. times. That was the funniest part. They go not regular funny looking, like really funny looking. Yeah. and then they're like describe it, and they're like, I can't. Like he's just funny looking. Right. Weird. Well, here we go. He's a weird looking guy. Girls from Jaska, Lesueur, but I went to high school in White Bear Lake. Go Bears. Go Bears. This part. I want you to tell me what these fellas look like. Well, the little guy, he was kind of funny looking. In what way? I don't know, just funny looking. <laughs> you be any more specific? I couldn't really say. He wasn't <laughs> circumcised. Wasn't funny looking apart from that? Yeah. So. All right, there you go. Yeah, so he's funny looking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is the best shit. way to describe. If, if somebody was like, you know, the actor, the one that's like really funny looking, I'd be like, see Buscemi. Like, that would be the first thing that came to my mind, you know? Uh, yeah. Mandy, did you have your standout performance? 100% Steve Buscemi. Like, mm-hmm. he, when he gets shot in the face and, like, has all that blood. Well, and when the cop is shot in his lap and he's yeah. like, oh, daddy. You know, like, oh, my daddy. And, like, like he just doesn't know how to react. I thought he was, I thought he was amazing. Sure. I think he's great. Uh for me, I really enjoyed Wade, the, the old man. Mm-hmm. I really thought he yes. he played this like, I feel like he played it how I would have played this if I were a millionaire and someone kidnapped my daughter. I'd be like, mm-hmm. ah, like, are we sure that they need the full million? Like, he's very, he's very skeptical of the whole process and the whole thing. And he just wants professionals to take care of it. And he doesn't want his dumbass uh, son-in-law to yeah. fuck things up. And, uh, so I like it. Uh, I really enjoyed... Um, the angry uh, guy who was buying the car in the beginning. The guy mm, who yes. like, yeah. brought, me, brought me down here under false pretenses. And I'm like, I've been this man before. I know this. That, <laughs> that was Gary Houston. That is a real life scene. One of the Cohen brothers. I can't remember which one. Um, that was an actual, like a verbatim conversation he had with a car salesman where right. he was so pissed. And then finally he's like, just give me my fucking checkbook you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it was uh, uh ethan cohen okay nice we sat right cool. here in this room and went over this and over this yeah but that true code i sat right here and said i didn't want any true code yeah but i'm saying that true code you don't get it you get oxidation problems it'll cost you a heck of a lot more than 500 you're sitting there you're, you're talking in circles you're talking like we didn't go over this already yeah but this true code we had a deal here for 19 oh it's maddening darn if you didn't tell me you'd get me this car huh. i hate it this- i hate dealing with a salesperson so much it's the worst well and a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars back in 1987 was huge sure. you know yeah. like it's not like it's like now you buy a car and you're like an extra 500. You're kind of like, well, I'm already financing all this money. Right. You yeah. know, back back then, that guy was probably paying cash because, you know, they had money back in 87. So, yeah, those <laughs> um, scenes, yeah, those scenes are like science fiction to me. I'm like <laughs> buying a car. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to meet a guy on the side of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> right i didn't find this on craigslist yeah. and hope i didn't die yeah i'm like the past your- was amazing <laughs> i read your cardboard sign that said car for six hundred dollars <laughs> does it have all the wheels can i can i do it? If, uh, if it just has three it'll be fine yeah. but what i was going to say about wade's character is i i his lack of faith in his son was like absolutely justified like we saw that yeah. But I I don't like it. No, he's no. like he goes he goes. My daughter and Scotty will be fine. And yeah. it's like he said the family. He's like 
it it oh it broke my little heart and then i'm like yeah but he bumbled this fucking deal so yeah, i can't trust sure. him with anything well not only that but seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars that was probably a billion back then dude yeah but not only that but jerry had already planned on having his wife be kidnapped prior to that so he has Who like that? some kind of you know like in on the okay, fact that jerry gonna, sucks i want to ask you guys what is his fucking problem like what <laughs> what is the scheme that he's gotten himself into so he he got financing for a bunch of cars that didn't exist, right? So that's part of his issue that he needs to pay that money back, I guess, right? Right. Also, yeah. he wants to he legitimately wants to get in on this parking lot deal that mm-hmm. seemingly is a decent strategy for making money, I guess, based on what those guys said. Yeah, the dad right. that was a good deal. So like what I don't understand what he got himself into and Yeah, they don't explain it. Where he got It's the Midwest though. It's the Midwest though, you guys. It's gambling, dude. It's gotta be. <laughs> Most definitely. He's, he's 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 at the every day after work, he's at the at, he leaves the the park the parking lot garage wherever they sell cars and he goes right to the to the horse races okay. absolutely horse. i thought and you just, were gonna say to the horse and i was like that could be it too he that too and prostitutes it's gambling and prostitutes i'm pretty sure just because it's the midwest it yep. seems like there's nothing else that he would have spent his money on i can't really imagine yeah yeah how unless and they don't tended to be affluent for a long enough where it caught up with him and he's like i don't know what to do now i can't pay my mortgage or whatever i guess but I don't know. He's a top salesman. Like he was on the list of. That's what I'm saying. It's like his yeah. dad would know the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Of anybody Unless... to start the stealing from. I. Yeah. He must have done something shitty, and then borrowed money against those cars that don't exist. And then, in order to not have his father-in-law find out, he decided yeah. to, to kidnap his own wife and get the money from him. So, yeah. Like a madman. Like a madman. Yeah. And see, this, all, I'm processing this thinking this was based on a true story. And I'm like, okay, I kind of <laughs> get it, but I don't understand what the, the chief motivation here was to get. Yeah, thing. also, this is like the age of Tiger King. Like, oh, man kidnaps his wife to extort his father-in-law. It's like, I feel like I've seen two articles about that since <laughs> I woke up this morning. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, yeah, but- people are the thing is too what i like jerry himself is so one he's unlikable he's a horrible obviously a horrible father a horrible husband like when they're like do you want me to go with you while you talk to scotty and he's like oh yeah i got a kid he forgot his own son yeah i mean he it just made you be like i hope that you fucking get caught and i hope that they throw the book at you basically i was afraid he was gonna find them as nobody got the money so i'm happy about that spoilers brian nobody got the money but i love that william h macy's character did not get the money i hope scotty i hope scotty is is paid one day to fix those fences because some car ran (laughs) off the street and damaged it and then he opens the bag and finds the money. That's what I hope happens. And then he gives it to Margie because she's the chief. And then she goes, you know what? She goes, I got a kid in college. Let's not tell anybody. Let's split it. I already solved the murder. Me and you, Scotty. Really? And then, and then that kid goes to Yale and writes Fargo. Dude. That's what it's Fargo too. That's that. Yeah. That's the the premise of Fargo too, Boom. for sure. Uh, I wondered, like, so Scotty's set now, right? Like at this point, his his parents are both like his dad's in jail. Oh yeah, dead. his grandpa probably left his fortune to Scotty, so Scotty's pretty well mm-hmm. set. I got a feeling at this point. I was thinking, I, that yeah, but he end. has no he has no family left. Although mm-hmm. they were going to try to take he, mm-hmm. hockey, hockey. Mandy, he can buy a new family. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Brian says um, he loves that you're still worried about spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so Francis McDermott is actually married to Joel Cohen. They've been together since 1984, <gasps> which I think is super that fun. Is so cute. All right, I like this movie now. I like this nice. movie now. It's fun. <laughs> Very good. Um, so it also she wore a um a pillow, a pregnancy pillow full of birdseed. And um, she was not acting with all of her weird walking and trying to get up and stuff. She said that's basically how she tried to balance the weight. Okay. Um, but, but one day she left her um, her pregnancy suit in the trailer overnight and one of the silicone breast implants froze. And then while she was on set, it just exploded. Like it literally just exploded on her chest. So that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Queen of the Sand is in here, and she just loves the fact that that was all it took for you to love this movie, was that those two are married. <laughs> She's like, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, I trust Francis McDermott, so, yeah. <laughs> and this movie seemed fine enough that, you know. There aren't many bad movies with her in it. I, I gotta tell no. you, yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, I believe that in my soul, and I've only just seen this one, maybe. Well, so. no, have you seen Almost Famous? She's the mom in that movie, and she's fucking incredible. I feel like I did when I was younger, but I'm going to watch it. It's I based guess. on a true story for real. <laughs> yeah, not your fake shit, man. <laughs> right, right, yeah. All right. Almost uh, famous. Yeah, I'll watch break, it. Just to break this up, I'm going to, I pulled some clips, so I'm just going to play one here. This is Margie's joke. Say hello. Do you hear the one about the guy who couldn't personalized plates, so he went and changed his name to J3L2404? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best. I love it. I was so happy. That's that the joke. best. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, is I used to do name changes for Kalamazoo County and name changes are really expensive. <laughs> so I was working like, for the bit. We're comedians. <laughs> we know how much that bit is worth. Right. I pay it. <laughs> I pay it. Um, Here's a question so, that involves yeah. only comedy and not really uh, anything else. But since we're all comedians, uh, do you have like a price in mind? If anyone were to come up to you and be like, I would like to buy this joke from you. Like for any of your jokes, what would the price have to be? It depends I, on I who's would, asking. No, I would give it to him and I would give it to him and I would say, you need it more than I do. Oh, nice. There you go. That's nice. Because I know that used to be a thing, right? Like people used to like back in the day when they'd be outside of the comedy store and people would be like, I will buy this joke from you for like. They stole it. They stole yeah. it. And then they go, well, hey, I got caught. Here's $50. I got caught. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Back in like the Greenwich Village Bohemian days, I think that artists would a lot of times be like, "Hey, I want to take that song, or I want to take that joke, or I want to take that poem," yep. you know. Yeah. And it was on, and a lot of times they would just give it away because they were like, "Yeah, oh, it's, it's art, man." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that is true. Uh, movie lover Stacy's in uh, Twitch right now and said uh, she left it in Almost Famous when she celebrated Christmas in September because she knew it wouldn't be commercialized. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have said that. I have said that if we all picked a different weekend to celebrate Christmas, we would all get cheaper flights on Christmas. All of us. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Why are we all doing the December 25th? I'm booked that weekend. Pick a different one. Right. Well, it's the same with spring break. Right. Like, damn, I wish we could have spring break on a different time. That is true. That is true. All right. Um, so this movie, this is actually the second movie we've done recently in Minnesota in the wintertime. We did Grumpy Old Men. Yeah. Um, but in this, the filming of this movie was in 1995 when they had like the most, like the warmest winter possible, unfortunately, mm. for filming this movie. They basically had to move the filming wherever the snow was. And they had a lot of artificial snow. 
So that's what, I was yeah. gonna. I was. Well, I was thinking about that when they were filming it. I saw somewhere, read somewhere, probably saw it on TikTok, but I don't want to admit it. Um, that they used to use like asbestos to make fake snow, and that everyone back then just got fucked up. With oh, I think that was way before this movie. That was back. Oh yeah. Like they, oh yeah. Yeah. They this yeah, this was in like the 1800s, I think, or whenever movies They already came had out. Like, like mesothelioma yeah. class action suits or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Everything had asbestos in it back then. I was just thinking about that with this movie because it looked like real snow to me. I'm going to be real Midwest about it. I'm going to go, that, hey, that's good looking snow there. Right. Um, well, I think that it was real snow because you can still have artificial snow, like the ski yeah. lodges and stuff. And I, so yeah. I do think that they had to make snow for certain things, but they, they had, they traveled to Canada. They like, this is obviously in Fargo, but they were, they had, the, they were in the Dakotas. <laughs> they were in Minnesota. They were in Canada. So they had to go wherever the snow was at that particular time. So it's kind of like, you know, snowmobilers, they have to go, you know, up North. Right. Right. Yeah. You got to chase the snow. Uh, Sam in the chat here said she loved the uh, 1800s or whenever movies came out. <laughs> it's a great, yes. <laughs> it's a great best comedian. Yeah, you know what? Your theory holds water because all those people are totally dead. I bet it's all from asbestos. <laughs> there used to be like asbestos in the tiles and like schools and shit. Like, yeah, uh, everything. The pipes. So we, one, yeah, we. No, go ahead. Sorry. Just one guy from like Big Asbestos was like, everything. Everybody's got to put it in everything. Yeah, put it in everything. It'll cure everything. It's the greatest of all time. And then everything, you know, did what it did. All right. We're getting to the end of this first part of the podcast. Uh, we are going to take a little bit of a break. So go listen to these messages and, and uh, ads or whatever, and then do what they say. That would be helpful for us. Uh, I do want to point everybody toward the Facebook page because when we come back, we're going to be doing the Facebook question of the day, which now makes zero sense since this is not based on a true story, but I asked everybody what, uh, what movie, do, what is your favorite movie that is based on a true story and biopics do not count. So if you guys want to think about that during the break, uh, if you have a favorite movie based on a true story, we can talk about that when we come back. Also, if you or someone, you know, suffers from mesothelioma, yeah, right, yeah. please come. <laughs> you, yes. could be, you could be awarded. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks. And we're back. All right, folks. Thank you so much again for going and patronizing those ads that you just heard. It was most likely just the Elemental Podcast with Stu McAllister. Go listen to the Elemental Podcast. You'll be happy you did. It, uh, he doesn't. If, if you join the Patreon, which is only five dollars a month, he does an episode every day. So you get Stu screaming into a microphone about dipping dots and how shitty the world is every goddamn huh. day. And uh, it's worth it, man. Go check it out. So okay. Speaking of Stu McAllister, he provided us with, oh wait, hold on. We're not going to go there yet. We're going to check out the Facebook question of the day first. All right. So we did this post on Facebook and we asked people what their favorite movie was that was based on a true story. And so far we only have two responses to it, which of course this was done like 30 minutes ago. So they didn't have a lot of, <laughs> all right. Uh, and so Dougie says Jet Li's hero was his favorite nice. movie based on a true story. And then movie lover Stacy had mentioned on the Facebook page, uh, Goodfellas was her favorite one based on. Whoa, Goodfellas is based on a true story? Yeah. I, the people it is. were all real people. Yeah, I think. So. Oh my God. How about 
about that? I have so many. Like I could list a ton right now. Nice. Oh, Catch Me If You Can was great. That's a good one. Yes, such a good one. That was on my list. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. And so what I wanted to do with this, right, was I wanted to have, like, when it's the story that matters and not the people. Like, I don't like a bio. I don't want people to be like, I like the story of uh, whatever person, like the biopic. Yeah. I don't care about this shit. I'm talking like Apollo 13 shit, you know, like things that happen. Yeah, that was on my list too. Apollo 13, um, Blow, the movie Blow. I know Mm. Matt doesn't like Johnny Depp, but that movie was amazing. Nice. Um, If you're going like loosely just on storyline, I like A League of Their Own. Yeah. And also also Titanic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I realized there was a lot. I mean, actually, James Cameron discovered a lot about the Titanic that people didn't really know. So there was, you know, there's there's stuff to it. Whatever. Don't judge me. (laughs) It's based on it. That's what I asked. Yeah. It's based on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I would also um, almost almost famous was based on true story. So, yeah, you did mention that. So right. yeah, we got. Uh, so the prize winner of Defiance, Ohio, was a good movie based on a true story. All right, that's way too long a title. Yeah, for a movie. I never <laughs> never heard of that. Didn't, didn't know that was a thing. So all right, uh, okay, let's move on to that thing I was talking about earlier. We have the theme song provided by Mr. Stu McAllister, who we were just talking about, and that theme song goes like this: Box office theme song. <laughs> Boom! Short and sweet. Box office theme song. Mandy, take it away. All right. Nicole, yeah. What do you what do you think the budget was for this movie back in 1996? Oh my god, like thirty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like what? It's fucking eight people. <laughs> you no, know, you're right. It is a uh, really super small cast. If it's That's a lot for of sure. money, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going with thirty eight thousand? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I don't know anything. <laughs> Time's not real. I, yeah. Yeah. Time's a flat circle. No one gives a shit. We don't care. All right. I'm going to say this was 30. What'd you say? 38,000? Yeah. I'll say 38 million. Jesus. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. So, Nicole, you win because Matt way overbid. Hell it was yeah. $7 million. That's insane. Seven million dollars to make this movie, which really, in the scheme of things, oh, considering really how many they, they had to make snow, they had to change. They you know, owe me location. Million, they owe me six million nine hundred ninety nine dollars and fucking fourteen cents. <laughs> That's insane. Um, and before I ask my next question, I I will preface it with, um, they won they won two Academy Awards. Francis yeah, McDermott won, and I then they they were nominated for five. But all in all, like in all of the the world of film, they won eighty three awards. And not just 183, but were nominated for 53 additional awards for this movie. That's crazy. This is a, <laughs> it's a cool movie. Like it, it's it's so done good. well. It's like it's shot well. The story is riveting enough. Like it keeps you on board. And again, yeah, but I want to know what they spent seven million dollars on. Well, they had to fly well, to Canada a bunch you of know what? Here's- if everything else costs a million and Francis McDermott would only do it if they gave her $5 million, that's the only way. Well, that's the other thing, too, is I, I think she was established. William H. Macy was established. Steve Buscemi was a little established. And actually, his role, the role of Steve Buscemi, was actually written for him. So there yeah. were, you know, okay. 
there were, you know, thing actors needed to be paid. Sure. And really, if you think about it, right now, seven million dollars wouldn't cover one actor's yeah, right. One one actor's salary. So man, I don't know if you caught this or not, if I'm stepping on one of your fun facts, but did you see who was originally listed to or they were going to originally have uh be the Jerry well, Mitchell's character? Yeah, yeah. I did, but I didn't think it was I didn't think it was something that I would mention. Yeah. I, um but as soon as you say it, I'm gonna be like, Oh yeah, I saw that. That was Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, oh, yes. See, that would have been cool. You know what? If well, M.H. Macy said to me, I want as much as Francis get, I'd be like, take a hike. Bill Pullman will do this for half your price. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> get so, the out of my face. William, but, and yes, and so Bill Pullman, but then he backed out. William H. Macy mm. begged the directors um, to be able to play Jerry. He did two readings for the part. He became convinced that he was like the perfect man for the role. He Aww. he didn't he didn't hear back, so he flew to New York and then and he was like, "I am the person. If you don't put me in this role, I'm going to shoot your dogs." But he was just <laughs> kidding. So, like William H Macy was like, "This it is the role of my career," and it really okay. did. I think because he did pleasant. William Bill. H Macy maybe just connects with the character that who kidnaps his wife for a million dollars a little bit too much. I would wow, well, you know, where's William H Macy's wife right now? Blink twice if she's okay. Uh, <laughs> he well, seems like a loose. He seems like a loose cannon. This guy. I don't know. I think she wears the pants, and she and I think she's fresh out of prison now, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she went to actually made it into prison or not, but yeah, she definitely was on board. Well, I know that. Aunt Becky did. Oh, I don't know. that's right. Yeah, part yeah. of that college uh, shit. Yeah. Wait, yeah. he's married to Felicity Huffman. Yeah. Yes. Oh man! All right, sorry that we were talking bad about you. <laughs> blink if you're okay. I think William H Macy needs to yeah. blink if he's oh okay. Oh my god! Yeah, and I take back all this stuff I said about him. He needs the money. He needs the money. Nice. Um. All right. So the second half of the game, Nicole. Wait, what do I you never think? got to say my favorite movie based on a true story is Coyote Ugly. Boom. Oh my gosh! Yes, I love that movie. That is my number one nice. for sure. <laughs> so I just wanted. To, I, I didn't want us to breeze over that. No, thank you for. I love that movie so much. It so makes good. me want to go be skinny and work in a bar. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I already right. work in a bar. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Nicole, what do you think yeah. this movie has made roughly until today worldwide gross? And um, it's not like a it's not like a Marvel movie or anything like that. Like I don't yeah. want you to think that it's made like five hundred million dollars or anything like that because that's not it. But. So five hundred million is high. Okay, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> that's kind of where I was going because you said thirty eight thousand dollars, and I was like, yeah, that that didn't happen. <laughs> I was like, I, you could make this movie or you could buy a house is what I was thinking, but like a house in the bad part of town. That's literally how. I- <laughs> <laughs> um. How much did it make? Okay, it costs seven, and usually when it's considered good, it makes as much. So we, I would say, eighteen million worldwide. Okay. okay, I'm gonna say this movie probably crushed that. I'm gonna go like a hundred and twenty-five million. I hope you overbid. He did. You're you win again, Nicole. Yes. It was sixty million. This oh, wow. movie only made sixty million. But if you think about it, it only cost seven million to make. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's for sure. I mean. Yeah, it made like nine times its own money. Well, so yeah, on the the series, right? The Fargo yeah mm-hmm. series, and then Martin yeah. Freeman is in there. Yeah, from Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. Moist. 
All right. Uh, yeah, I was expecting it to have made a lot more money than that, but you know, here we are. Uh, all right, let's continue on. We're going to keep on trucking down to our next game. And that game has a theme song and it goes like this. Let's play guess the age. Time for guess the age. Mandy, take it away. All right, Nicole, how mm-hmm. old do you think that Frances McDermott was when she played Margie, Margie Gunderson? Man, I hate these games. Um, She's a new mom in 95. She's probably like 28, 29. Okay. Younger than that. I'll say say 31. She was 39. What? She was an old broad? No, that's a new mom. She can't even have a baby that old. (laughs) I mean, honestly, in 95, for a 39-year-old woman to be having a baby is totally crazy. So (laughs) That's why they gave her an Oscar. It's not she acted (laughs) like she was a new mom. And if, if Francis McDormand's character was as old as she would, she would have like four kids. You sure. know what I mean? That was not. A, she was not playing a forty-nine or thirty-nine-year-old woman. There's no way. No, I agree. Good for her. God bless her. Good for her. I know. She everything. Well, and if we think about it, you know, she was in Almost Famous. She had definitely been in her forties, and that was two thousand and one. So I mean, it makes sense. Because she had an 18 year old and a 20 something year old daughter. I just had the moment when I realized I was like, holy fuck, I can't believe she was 39 years old and then realized that's only a year older than I am right now. So, right. All right. Yeah. 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 But I can't imagine being pregnant right now. I would die. Oh oh my (laughs) God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There we go. All right. Off we go. All right. Yes. All right. Um, How old do you think that Harvey, uh, Nicole, how old do you think Harv? Parsnell, who played Wade Gustafson, the old man. How old do you think he was? 73. Okay, Matt. Uh, I'll say he was like 59. What? Am he I was, mad at this game? He was 63. Okay. Right. Um, okay. No, you're fine. And also, too, for the Dawson's Creek fans, he was a big part of Dawson's Creek for like two seasons. So, mm. anyway, uh, Peter Stormare, the guy that played the guy that didn't talk. I could say what his name was in there, but nobody would care. He's the guy yeah. that didn't talk. How old do you think he was? 59. <laughs> okay, Matt. I'll, I'll say 40. He was 43. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's he okay. Looks, he looks old, but he's old in everything. He's probably 17. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, Nick came out 17. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicole, how old do you think Steve Buscemi was when he played Carl Showalter? Oh my god, no, Steve Buscemi is always like 35, just yep. always. He's never not been. He was a middle aged man. <laughs> no, he was born a middle aged man with yeah, those teeth. Just, um, yeah, I have to imagine he was like 39. He was exactly 39. No shit. Oh, you're good oh, at this game, dude. Not not really. How you how good you are combined with how bad I am, it just makes That's it, it seem worse. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Last one, Nicole. How old do you think William H. Macy was back in 1996? I think this will like fuck your couch. I don't know if you're gonna know this. <laughs> this is crazy because I'm fr- he's on TV now. He's Frank, right? Frank. Mm-hmm. Frank is like. 55 probably right or do you think he's younger than that i don't fucking he's an old man i don't know well he's got seven kids okay and then 10 years 10 years before frank (laughs) 
Pre-Frank. Yep. Pre-Frank. Yeah. So he's pre-Frank. He kind of, he had an old man's face, but something tells me he was like born with that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess that he was 34. Okay, Matt. (laughs) I love the amount of buildup and the amount of stakes you've put on yourself for this because there's literally no like, you don't, you don't win a prize. And I love that you still take it so seriously. It's my favorite thing. Oh, I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. Uh, I will say William H. Macy. Anybody with like a three name thing always is like 40 or more. Like there's no, if you, if you're referred to by your middle initial, I'm going to, I'll say he was 42. Okay. So just because I was afraid that I had the math wrong, like maybe I did fuck something up earlier. I just double checked. He was 46. Okay. All right. What? Which I know, which if you're a shameless fan, like it is hard to believe that he was 46 in 19. 96 yeah that's fucking nuts man so that was 20 years so he's 60 so he's in his 70s that was 25 years ago right what the fuck yeah so he's 71 holy that's shit. insane wait 60 61 he's in his 60s that's... anyhow yeah he's 61 oh my god i i suck at math but yeah like hey, you Google, think how that... old is william h macy He's 71, you guys. Okay. He's 71. 71. You were right. <laughs> right yeah. Which is like completely jacked because as Frank, you would think he was in his 50s. But That's what I'm no. saying. Yeah. What retired. in the world? That's crazy. Good for him. Retired uh, <laughs> drunken man is what he is in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The alcohol is preserving him, dude. Right. Or whatever. All right. Let's move on. He- get- oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, does he do anything fitness wise to <gasps> keep himself? Other than have a bajillion dollars. I mean, the fact that he can play someone who is obviously so much younger than he really is, I think is like a tribute to him in general. I do also think though, that it it lends itself to that character. Like he's just so fucking hard. Like he, he got rode hard and put to bed wet or whatever they, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Looking rough. Yeah. So, but he, but he still like has a like he's lean. He has a lot of muscle, yeah. even though he's like in, you know putting alcohol up his butt because he can't drink it anymore. But also <laughs> the difference. I was going to say, say Mandy, no, you go. Speaking of lean for Mandy, there was really no attractive people in this movie either. Mm-hmm. So you've been really stressing out over this one. Yeah, I mean Peter Stormare was probably the best looking guy. <laughs> I mean, and he had that bad boy, mysterious, no talking thing going on. Until he just started killing everybody, and then killing he was, them. He was, yeah. yeah, then he was he was no bueno. So yeah, there was definitely a lack of sexiness. Although Frances McDermott, had, she was yeah very pretty in this movie, so I can appreciate that so much. Yeah, same. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next game, and it has a theme song as well. And that theme song goes like this: Coming in hot. Did you hear that sound? That's just Jared Hibbs. He's Ooh, co- always coming in hot. Love right. Jared. The sound that just played you. And speaking of Jared, he totally texted me after this last episode came out, and he was like, "Oh my god, if you ever do stand-up comedy, you have to tell that deaf kid story." I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm deleting what? that from my memory right now. It dies with you, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. You can see Jer- you guys can see Jared Hibbs at the Travelers Pub at his weekly and monthly stand-up comedy show. Yeah, yeah Tuesdays Portage- and Thursdays in Portage, Michigan, baby. But if you're on a plane, you can get there anytime you want. That's true. 
Everywhere's <laughs> walking distance if you've got enough time. All right. Uh, let's do it. Here we go. Uh, this is the th- okay. We have three today. This is what's that sound? Uh, this is where I take a clip from the film and I play it for you out loud and you tell me what's happening on screen. One of Boy, these, this is exciting. I'm going to say one of these is very difficult. The other two, I think we're going to be okay. First one is going to go like this. <laughs> All right, can you tell me what's happening on screen while that sound is happening? Someone's getting murdered. All right. <laughs> that was a good guess with this movie. Yeah, for sure. That is not correct. Nope, that is not. What? Correct. Nope, that was not someone getting murdered. Swore. Mandy, Mandy, you want to clean this one up? Uh, it's at the end when William H. Macy is getting arrested. It is, yes. They're, oh. They're laying on Don't feel screen. bad, Nicole. You've seen this one time. I've watched this movie. Like, at least as a child, I watched this movie a lot. So here's that audio again of him getting arrested on the bed here. (laughs) Mm, Now I hear it. Now I hear it. Good fucker. He deserved way worse than that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Next clip. This one is going to be, let's go. This one's going to be the hard one. This is going to be the toughie. Here we go. I'm going to add some volume to it. And here we go. I know what it is. Okay, what is it? It's when he's upstairs in the bathroom. He opens up the mirror bo- above the sink and he rifles through it. Is it not? That, that is correct. He's looking yes. for a band-aid. Good job. Yeah. No, he's looking for Ugent or whatever he calls it. Oh, yeah. I, Og- yeah. Ogland? Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Must be some sort of... Um, speaking of, do so this is something that I always wondered as a kid and even watching it now, I'm assuming that... Um, she the wife is dead like he she was shrieking and he got upset so he killed her yeah yeah because he said she's she was the one laying in there on the floor i think he yeah yeah finished her off and i think she was about to freeze to death anyway wasn't she like she was yeah they they had her next to the stove though and the stove was Mm. open oh god she probably asphyxiated before she (laughs) yeah well it was an electric stove oh cool you could see like the like the cold like the hot yeah yeah but like as a kid, I think I always felt like she lived. But then when I was watching this now, I was like, oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, she's super dead. But then I thought, OK, super dead. Did, the, did the quiet guy give up William H. Macy or did Shup or whatever give him up? Proudfoot? I, think, I think they all just tied it together. I mean, based on the car, like the, the car from the lot and the whole thing. I mean. I don't yeah, know, it, but I assume Jerry didn't cover his trails for shit. Not at all. No. But also, Francis, my girl Margie, is a great detective, the <laughs> yeah, finest. Although in all of this, really, all he would have had to do is just hire them to kill Wade. Like, no, but there was a part in the movie. He's like going over the VIN number in like thick pencil, so yeah. that when it faxes, it gets smudged. And you were like, "You son of a bitch." She just flipped the paper over and goes, well, that looks familiar. I'm a half decent detective. Right. Put the pieces together like a friggin, you know, she needs to be in a bit. What I'm saying is if we give, we drop Margie off in New York City, we're fixing crime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, I, love you, I love you so much. You're the best. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I totally derailed us from the game, but that yeah, was that just was a fault, thought sorry. that I thought I would know it's my fault. Nicole's I just a- thought I'd bring it up. Nicole's got to pitch her new idea of the Gunderson files for 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I would watch that show for sure. Hell yeah. One more one more sound. This is the next one here and it's already been volume's been adjusted. All right, here we go. This is the final one. Tell me what's happening on screen during this sound. He's scraping off his car. I was like, every Michigan person knows this sound. Yep. <laughs> I'm good at this game. Let's keep playing this one. Why do we care how old they are? Right, right. Why do we care how old they are? <laughs> and not only that, but I like for sure thought in my head, like, I'm like, Matt's definitely going to use the the wood chipper sound. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah. that's definitely going to be one of the sounds, but nope. And it was. It- I was. Yeah. Good job, Nicole. Very good. Very good. Yes. All right. We got all three of those out of the way. And unfortunately, I did not have the time nor ambition to create a uh, forwards backwards game this time. Oh, boo. I know. I know. It would have been nice to hear some uh, Midwest. It's okay. Wisconsin I mean, you're, flip around. You're, your family all has COVID. Yeah. You had to do. Yeah, you're going a lot. You had a shitty job interview today. Yeah. Like, I you know what, Matt? The it's worst, okay. The worst job interview of all time today. I had, yeah, groceries got delivered to our house for the first time because uh, we hadn't done that prior because we all either took like single individual trips to the store. Uh, but now oh. since the whole house is on lockdown, I'm like, how the hell are we going to survive for a week and a half? But Oh my gosh, we have lived on shipped since COVID started. Yeah. And as long as you do more than $35, it's free. So like, I'm like, okay, I know we're going to eat this. I know we need laundry detergent. Like if, if there's <laughs> one thing I need... I'm like, as long as I order all these things and make it over $35. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, our Walmart just started doing it. So I was super stoked. I'm like, hell yeah. This is how we're going to grocery shop for the rest of our lives. I think. Oh, yeah. Making it happen. The only thing is, is like the uh, Nicole, have you been grocery shopping lately? Have you seen how empty the shelves are? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I have noticed it. Is there something going on right now? <laughs> is there something going on? <laughs> Yes. Well, I, I went shopping on last Sunday before like the shit hit the fan in my house with, cause we all have COVID. Well, I don't, I'm negative, which is super crazy yeah. because my, my daughter has literally spit and coughed into my mouth and face for like the last like few days. And so, um, but anyway, so, but yeah, the frozen food section at Meyer here in Portage is completely empty it is super crazy yeah like i don't know if there is like specifically a frozen food shortage which is difficult for white trash people such yeah, as myself yeah we because frozen food for sure <laughs> well and when you're know. shopping you know i don't sorry, want our, our throngs of listeners to all of a sudden go out and then buy everything out of their local stores either yeah all the frozen oh, food yeah. stuff is fine we're yeah. not running out don't go buy some more yeah, okay this is not a lie there it's totally gone <laughs> <laughs> so when you order when you order through shipped the ship shopper is like they're like not only not is nothing, yeah. what you ask <laughs> yeah not only is what you ask for <laughs> yeah. like, would you like, like that. Or, or ring bologna that's all we have well uh-huh. we have basically like gone to that like and me and the the people that ship shop for me have are like tight-knit like i'm like what can you what what can you find like can and like a lot of them know me and i tip really well so they're like i'll go see if they have anything in the back they have nothing right now it's so crazy and it's not toilet paper it is 
you know, just like the quintessential, like frozen vegetables, frozen meats, whatever. All right, the world's falling apart, but we got to end this damn podcast at some point. So let's end it. Let's, well, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) We got to find out, uh, Nicole. I'm sorry I drove you to want to end it. (laughs) My screen froze too. So it's like, yep, you're done. Yep, your Zoom gave up. Fuck it. We're Um, done. Um, I love you guys. Would you, we always ask everybody, Nicole, would you watch this movie again? (laughs) Like if I had to? Yeah, like or no, not would if you had to. Like, would it would it be if if you were given you know rain to watch this film again ever in the history of time? Do you think you'd ever watch this again? Or do you think that you would suggest other people watch it? That's another. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if somebody if somebody said to me, "Hey, should I watch Fargo?" I'd be like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> Just By the way, it. for the listeners, she's shrugging her shoulders. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My bad. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I hear, I don't watch a lot of movies, um, just personally, uh, but this one was fine. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like, I, if it was on TV, I wouldn't be like, turn this shit off. I watched it yesterday. (laughs) Oh yeah. But do you think, were you happier with this than the Austin Powers movies that we've had you on for? Yeah, you know, that's the thing. They, I thought, I was like, oh, it's because we always do comedy. This will be fun. And then people were getting shot in the face. And I was like, this is... This is I was like, are they mad at me? <laughs> yes. Um, no, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it plenty. I don't, I just don't, I don't like movies. Just, right. it's not, it's no, just in it's general not, there was nothing yeah. left to that statement it's not it's not there's nothing wrong with fargo fargo is fine i think they stole paul bunyan from us but right. no it was it's a great it was a, oh yeah i would tell i would tell my friends they probably already seen it though if i go hey have you seen fargo they go yeah you fucking idiot everyone has yeah. <laughs> you know i think it's because it's like a cohen movie and people are like you have to yeah or, yeah that's not how I, I go like movies. I don't care. But Nicole, you're also much younger than us. How old are you? I'm 32. I'm not that much younger. Oh, six. Yeah, six years isn't that much. Yeah. In movies, that's right. a right. lifetime. Yeah. I mean, William H. Macy is like 71. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. I'll watch it again, but it probably won't be for a while. Yeah, sure. Same. I mean, I enjoy, I would like to watch somebody watch this movie for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mark, my husband hasn't seen it. So I would like him to watch it. Yeah. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. I like experiencing a movie because you can't, right? Once you ring that bell, it's gone, right? You can never yeah. unwatch a movie really. Uh, and I like experiencing that first time watch through with other people. So it would be, this would be a fun movie for me to show someone else and be like, look at this. This is fun. Watch this. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not fun though. I remember it being fun. I don't know. This time around, it wasn't as fun. I like the fact that they weave in so many storylines that you're like, how is this possibly going to end? Like, who's going to come up on this? And I just like to see people process, like, what's happening as it's happening. And there are a few, very few, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening moments that I'm like, that's that's fun to watch. But, yeah, I don't need to watch this movie again. I don't think I will. Uh, uh, Brian, I recommend that you watch this. It's on Amazon Prime. Brian, watch it. That's true. Uh, all right. Uh, we did the what would you or would you watch it again? Now it's time for plugs. Nicole, uh, tell people stuff. What do you want them to look at, see, mm. look for, be around? I'm going to be in Ann Arbor on the 22nd 
if that's by the time this comes out or come into a comedy shows near you in nice. the future. I think this one's actually going to come out the first week of February. I think we're going to sneak one in between. So hell yeah. Hell right. yeah. So I will have already been in Ann Arbor and boy, was it awesome. It was fucking <laughs> the greatest show you've ever had. Greatest of all time. So oh, I love you. All right. And then, yeah. Do you want uh, social media stuff at all? Or do you just. Oh, yeah. Me- I'm on Twitter now, guys. Follow me on Twitter at McFancyVonPants. That's also my Instagram that you probably already know. McFancyVonPants. That's MC Fancy Von B O N Pants. Like the things you wear. <laughs> Very good. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can have my phone number if you ask. Um, don't tell my girlfriend. Just kidding. I would never. Um, <laughs> yes. so go find and her. then yeah and, yeah her. find me instagram twitter facebook be my friend Perfect. call my mom she's nice <laughs> there you go all right uh mandy do you have anything you want to point people toward uh nothing right now but i think i'm gonna be getting back into comedy here very soon all right so if you guys are itching for some mandy comedy go follow her on all the social stuff and you're not her. itching for it but whatever <laughs> Very itching for it. If you want to hear clamoring for it, right? If you want to hear the bit that she makes out of that uh, yelling at a deaf kid story, I am not doing that. Just (laughs) go ahead, Matt. Catch it live. It's stages near you. The premiere of Mandy's deaf kid story. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right, for me, uh, if you want more of this nonsense, you can find me on Twitch when I'm not doing the podcast. I'm playing video games, and that is Twitch.tv/slash/Mattopoly83. It's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y eight three. Uh, and you can watch me play video games there, or you can just be a part of the community and come and watch us when we do the podcast. So that would be great for that. Uh, we did mention the Facebook page. Go find us on Facebook and follow us there so you can join in with that Facebook question of the day. Uh, we are on Instagram as well, and that's where we post pictures of the cover for the movie with the stars removed and our guests in their place. So I'm going to be, it's going to be a tough one. This Fargo uh, poster is. Uh, I guess there is what there's a version of it where it's just like a dead body laying on the ground and you don't get to see the face. Uh, but I did find one that shows Francis McDermott. So I'm going to swap out Francis McDermott for you, Nicole. It'll be great. Hell yeah. So you can find Hell it here yeah. on the Instagrams and all of our other posters there as well. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it for all of this nonsense. Um, at the end of this, I normally play a little clip to get us out. And today, this clip is going to sound like this one. No, I just think I'm going to barf. <laughs> yes, we didn't talk about that part. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. I love you.